Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. We are the Young Adults Ministry of Lake Mount Worship Center, and we are on a mission to connect young adults to the life-changing presence of Jesus Christ. We meet every Monday night at 7 p.m., and we'd love to have you join us. You can find more information on our socials, but in the meantime, we hope you enjoy the message for this week. How's it going? So good. It's Monday and it's kind of sunny and then it's kind of rainy and then it's kind of sunny. So you're like, cheer boo, cheer boo. Yep, tickety boo. It's a tickety boo day. All right. We want to celebrate some people in this room because celebrating and being blessed is actually really important. It's really important. There are like vital stages in your life where knowing that you are seen and blessed and acknowledged is like part of your development. So what we want to do tonight is bless you if you have graduated from college or university or if you're graduating from high school and you're, you snuck in here <laughs> and we're about to see who you are. Can I get an amen? No, I'm just kidding. All right. So if that's you, we, we want to like bless you and pray for you. But acknowledging you and praying over you is important. We're going to feed you cookies at the end because that's an important part of blessing as well. Pouring some sugar on yourself. All right. But if that's you, would you stand? Come on. Don't be shy. This is good. Yes. Come on. This is so good. Okay. So if you are around someone that is standing, I want... Lewis, you graduated. Are you a leader here? Yeah, you got to stand if you're a leader, right? He's got too many degrees. Did you hear that? Lewis is super blessed. <laughs> Okay, but you just graduated again, so you got to bless another event in your life. All right, there you go. All right, so if you are standing around someone who is standing, or if you are sitting around someone who's standing, I actually want you to put your hands on them because we're going to speak blessing over them. God acknowledges whatever we put our hands to. Over here, even if you guys don't know who this is, you're going to stand up. And pray over them. Okay? These are vital moments where actually Jesus sees what you've put your hands to and you've stewarded. So these are those well done moments when you complete something. And it's good to acknowledge it in your heart and in your spirit. So I'm just going to pray a blessing and the people that are around you are just going to agree and pour favor on you at the same time. <laughs> 
So, Father, I just thank you for each and every one of these that are standing in accomplishment, God. I thank you that you have given them the ability to work with you in excellence, God, and to steward favor that you've put on their life. Father, I thank you that you have been their strength. You have been their portion, God, that you have been by their side and everything that they've put their hands to in these past few years. God, I just ask for your blessing to be upon them. God, what you see, what they have finished. So, Father, now I ask that you would pour your well down on them tonight in the name of Jesus. God, we just say that they are blessed as they go from one season into the next, that God, you speak over this leap into the next season, that they have what it takes, that they are the head and they're not the tail, God, that they're more than conquerors, that what they're about to enter into in this next season, God, you have ordained it for their good. So God, I just ask for open doors that no one can shut and shut doors where they need to be shut that no one could open on. Them. So, Father, we just speak to their destiny, and God, we say that we want them to know that they're blessed by their Father. So, God, we just thank you for them, and God, I ask that you'd pour out new dreams and new vision and new grace to carry out this next season upon them. God, we just bless them in the name of Jesus tonight. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give them a clap. Woohoo! Seriously, I'm proud of you guys. Well done. That's really, really good. And we do have cookies at the cafe for later. So here's the rules. If you graduated, go first. Because there is no telling what happens behind you. If you didn't graduate, just let them get their cookies, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, just want to say thank you to the worship team. That was awesome tonight. Just faithful, faithful, always leading. And do you guys know that you have an incredible team that serves here every week? They like set up, they get stuff ready for you. They're dreaming, they're pouring their heart and their prayers into making this an incredible night so that you guys can connect. But I just want to give them a shout out that they do really well at this because they love this generation. So just know that if you are not feeling loved and not feeling like you belong anywhere, you belong here and you have been dreamed of by these guys. So Huge blessing on you guys. All right. I'm going to talk tonight about community. It's kind of my favorite thing to talk about, so just bear with me while I just get through the pitter-patter. But I, like, eat, sleep, and bleed community, and I'll tell you why. Well, partly because I was born an extrovert, but God uses everything for his good, right? Right, okay, <laughs> so partly because of that, but partly because really, really struggled my whole life through friendships, and I'm not alone in this, so this is why we're going to talk about it, because it's a biblical priority. One of our core values here is accountable relationship, and accountable relationship meaning that I'm walking with somebody, I'm walking with people, people see me, I see them. Okay, it's a core value because it's been a struggle. Okay, 
part of why the culture here feels like family all the time is because we fight for it. It's, it's been fought for, okay? And it is a vital part of how the kingdom works. We're not lone um, wolves. We're not mavericks. We are a family. We're a body. We don't work without one another. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And you have to stay in your seat. All right. Right. So I grew up, um, again, extroverted, very, very much. Um, boys were more my friends than girls. You can probably tell why. I was very much about climbing trees, demolishing trucks. I had an older brother. I punched people for him. I was taller than my older brother, so there was a lot of defending going on. I learned some WWE moves very young. I actually survived a real pile driver on a block of ice. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. I, I think that I'm a miracle, so I live like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So girls weren't always my favorite people in the world because I was like, I don't want to talk about Barbies. And every time they bring out their Barbies and their dolls, I cut their hair off. (laughs) Can we do something fun now? Because the Barbies are not good. So it's all good? Good. (laughs) Moving on. And then the next load of friends, they wanted to be teachers. So I sat in a desk and I have learning disabilities. So they thought that I was a project. Yeah, so friendships were a challenge for me because I was like, want to just go climb some trees? No, you want to talk about your feelings. Okay. And then we got into like boy mode at like 10 years old. Girls, whoa. I was literally like, these leaves are pretty. And they're like, did you see that dreamy boy? (gasps) I'm like, what? What guy? Oh, he's a jerk. He hit me. Like just no correlation of how to get along with people very well. But I loved deeply. I was just like, I love everyone. But I was very annoyed at no connection. So um, when I got into my teen years, it didn't get any better. got worse. Um, My friends became the popular people who wanted to drink and then you never talk. Because you're drinking and you act like an idiot. So nobody cares. And there is no relationship. So you're like, this works. So that worked for me for a while because I was like, I don't have to be any certain way and I don't need to connect. This is awesome. Except for I deeply wanted to connect. I just didn't know how. So when I got saved radically at 17, God like literally altered my world in one moment with him and my whole world changed. I like, I had a sailor mouth. I had like a smoking problem, I had a drinking problem, I was just like an overachiever, overworker, I, like no balance in my life at all, just messed up. But my moment with God was, he just set everything straight, and there came this value for the house of God, which I was like, oh, okay, the thing that I was running from, now you're sending me to. That's great but there was a passion for it, okay? So let me just pause right here. If there's ever been a struggle in your life, know that God will send you back into it as a redeemed one, as a delivered one, as one to bring 
order to chaos, okay? Wherever you feel the most struggle, you will be a deliverer in that, in that arena, okay? So it's okay to receive an anointing to go back in when you're ready. Okay, so everyone needs community, right? No lone sharks, no mavericks, the body of Christ. Fingers don't work on their own, they have to be attached, right? If we want to understand the kingdom and we want to live biblically, we have to take the full counsel of the word of God, right? Right. Okay, so I'm going to declare this. LYA is a community that is linked by common values under Jesus Christ and the authority of his word. You're linked by those common values here. Okay? So in this season, becoming people who walk with you Become people who you want to walk with. Sorry, I read that backward. You know when I was talking about the learning thing? It's that I read three things all at once, and then my brain tries to figure it out. And it's not that great, but it is hysterical. So, okay. So be people that you walk with others and let them become who they're going to be on the journey, okay? That is part of community. We're all at different paces, all at different stages, and not one is better than the other, okay? Just become a person who can see the different stages, acknowledge them, and then bring people with you or catch up to people, okay? That's community. I have a place to grow and expand, Okay, you will never have to stand alone if you stand in community. And standing in community takes tenacious faith sometimes. Because we expect the body of Christ to be the sweetest, most loving, gentle place. And then all of a sudden people rub you the wrong way and you're like, to hell with you. Because you're not expecting it. You're like, whoa, 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 Jesus is like full of love. And, and then all of a sudden somebody rubs you and you're like, hmm, that was not right, okay? You don't have to stand alone in community, but that doesn't always mean that it is easy, okay? Where you want to stand, where you want to be valued, where you want to value others, there could be friction in it. And that's a good thing, okay? We will get to it. But in Proverbs, it says that iron sharpens iron. And that's a hard one when you have braces. So I should get a clap for that one. <clears throat> Just kidding. You guys are so sweet. You did it. That's so nice. Um, iron, sharpening iron, is actually, in biblical terms, it was a violent act that produced a sharpness and an edge that was usable, but it produced like a light show of flurry of activity and sparks and um, debris everywhere, okay? So it's not this like, I don't know if you, I, my grandpa was like a farmer, so he sharpened his knives every day. 
There was no sparks. There was nothing. But iron sharpening iron, that's like big pieces of metal going against each other, which creates this massive amount of things that you can behold. So I just want to say that in your life, you need someone who can create a place in you where debris can come off where there's actually sparks, where you can get with somebody and spar about it. You can say, I don't think I like that about you. I think you need to come up a level. I think you need to come down a level. Okay, You need someone in your life that challenges you. If you don't have it, you're missing it. Okay, If you don't have it, also you might have a mental disorder. You can just let that one land too. If you don't like challenge and there's a reason, you can look that one up. I won't give it away. But not right now and not on your phone. You're all Googling it now. All right. So the heart of this community is going to be that we're happy together. We cry together. We laugh together. We pursue God together. We dream together. We pray together. We do it all, okay? In this community, seasons can be done together because we are the body of Christ. We can do this well, okay? I've said this before, so if you've heard it, just tune me out, but then come back. You're going to spend eternity with each other, Okay, so if you're like, I'm only talking to these two people because that's all I know, welcome to the rest of your life. It will include all these people. So it's okay that if you're walking up the stairs and you pass somebody, if you say hi. Like you might live next to them for all of eternity and you ignored them in the same building while you're worshiping Jesus. Like it just doesn't make any sense, guys. It's okay to say hi. Hey, you want to hang out? It's okay. Like, there's no clicks. It's community. Let's do it all together. Okay? I want you guys to be able to share in one another's lives intentionally. Intention has some actions behind it. I choose to be there. I choose to text you. I choose to call. I choose to receive the text. I, re- I choose to text back. I choose to hang out with you. I go for a coffee. I choose to cry with you. I choose to laugh with you. I'm choosing the intention of living life together. Okay? In the Bible, we are going to look at Ruth. I know you guys studied Ruth like back a year ago or so. But in the context of community, Ruth is like a powerful story. Powerful. So we're going to look at that because this woman made history. Okay? In the book of Ruth, it's a story of romance. Yep. Loss. Tragedy. Loss, again. (laughs) Faith. Redemption. And life together. Okay, so some background. Ruth was a Moabite. And Moabites at the time were not people that you actually wanted to be your friend. They were from Moab. So that's why she's a Moabite. Thank you. (laughs) We got a giggler. All right. (laughs) People from Moab were under a curse. So 
the people of God didn't actually want them around. Okay, we'll just let that one sit. Okay, the, the woman who she, oh, sorry, Ruth was a Moabite woman who married into a Jewish family. So, under a curse, comes into a Jewish family. Okay, I just need you to get the picture of what's happening here. She marries one of Naomi's sons, who is Jewish, <laughs> and he passes away. So, Ruth gets married. She's from a cursed land into a God-fearing land. She's never heard about God before. Marries that guy, and then he dies, and she's in this land that is foreign to her. Serving a God that is foreign to her. Okay? Without a husband. Back in biblical days, if you didn't have a husband, you weren't much. Like you needed him to take care of you. You needed him to take care of your family. It was kind of a big deal. Okay? There's two daughter-in-laws in Naomi's life. <clears throat> and one leaves because, okay, get this. In Naomi's life, her husband dies and her two sons. So she's left with two daughter-in-laws. And one goes back to her family. Like, I'm out. Peace out. I'm going to find someone who can take care of me. Ruth decides she's going to stay with Naomi. Okay? That's a huge choice. Huge choice. To go back to Moab would be like, I'm going back to what's familiar, what's easy, what just seems right. But she decides, no, Naomi, you're my family. I'm going to stay here. It's a sacrifice. And Naomi's family becomes her family, but Naomi's God becomes her God. So huge, huge shout out to Naomi because Naomi, in the middle of all that, was trying to send Ruth back. Like, please get out of here. Don't, don't be with me in my suffering. Don't be with me in my misery. And Ruth was like, no, I'm staying. Okay, there's a picture of life together. When it's hard, don't send people away from you. Don't try to convince people in your misery that they should leave. Let them stay. Let them support. Let them take part in the miracle that God's about to do in your life. Okay, so Ruth decides to work the fields of Boaz, who is a relative of Naomi. Okay, Everybody following me? Okay, Boaz takes notice of Ruth. Obviously, she's a hottie. And finds favor with him. Not just because she's a hottie, but because of how she works. She's not taking from him. She's not usurping from him. She's not demanding attention from him. She's quietly serving in the fields, getting what she needs for Naomi. So Boaz takes notice, like, who's this girl that should have went back, lost her husband, but is now serving Naomi in a foreign land, working her butt off for a woman who isn't her family? That's a good lady. That's right. Amen. Guys, you got to look for good ladies. Ladies that work hard, that have good character, 
Anyway, I will move on. All right. The redemptive plan of God comes to be, and Boaz becomes Ruth's husband. She becomes a part of the genealogy of Jesus. Okay? Ruth, a Moabite from a cursed land, decides in her pain and in her loss and in her tragedy this is my family. This will be my God. And she becomes part of Jesus' Jesus's lineage. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay? So it doesn't matter where you came from. It matters who you walk with. Okay? It matters where your agreement is for your future. Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter about your last name. Who are you walking with? What are you agreeing with for the future? What can God bless about what's ahead? Okay? Ruth goes from cursed to greatness because of Boaz noticing. So we're going to look at a couple things for us here for community in this house. Okay? And part of this is I want you to get this into not just your mind, or your soul, because it will leave. When feelings change, things can leave, and you can feel like that wasn't true. When you get it in your spirit, that's where the Holy Spirit can keep truth in us, okay? So the word says that I'm going to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Right. Thank you. Some of you are going to Bible college next year. <laughs> okay, love him with your whole mind, your soul, your spirit, and your strength. Every part of you, your heart, every part of you loving God. Okay, so it's, you're fully enveloped in this. All right, so the first thing is you want to be determined Okay, decide who you want to be. Everybody's telling you who to be, who to be. How about you determine? How about you let the word determine? How about you let Jesus and the Holy Spirit counsel you and then stay determined? Don't get blown by every wind of doctrine. Watch over your life and your doctrine closely. Watch over yourself. Be determined. I'm going to live a certain way. Okay? It's not based on what has happened to you. Ruth could have changed everything based on what happened to her. But she was determined. No, Naomi, you, I'm going with you. Where you go, I will go. She didn't know what that meant. She had no idea what was ahead, but she was determined. Okay? So... Don't base it on what happens to you. Be determined. Be determined. Okay? Ruth could have easily decided that her life was a mess and seen herself that way and acted out of that mindset. How many times do we do that? I'm a mess. We have emotions about being a mess. We have emotions about being messed up, and then our actions follow it. 
Not if you're determined. Not if you're determined. You're like, I'm having a bad day, that's all. I'm having a hard moment. But I'm going to tell myself the truth. I'm going to make it. Okay, I don't know if you guys, some of you don't know my story. Some of you do. But our youngest daughter, Sarah, had cancer for three years and then passed away. And there were many, many, many moments for the three years and probably seven that followed her death that I had to decide who I was going to be. Moment by moment by moment. This is my vision and I'm gonna be determined to be this woman even when I can't feel a thing. When I feel the exact opposite when I'm super disappointed, when I'm covered in emotions that I don't even know how to swim through, determination will get you through them so that you don't end up way over there and going, how did I get here? How did I get here? Be determined to stand firm. Stay the course no matter what's happening, okay? It matters what you think. It matters. Your thoughts are places that are actually getting cultivated in your heart and then they come out your mouth and they sit in your mind, okay? It's like this big party going on and by the time it's come out your mouth, there's a massive agreement, okay? So watch over your thoughts and the way you think. If you look in the mirror and you're like, you're a butt ugly and I hate you, and it matters because now you act like it. You walk around all shy and nobody loves me. You're not confident. It matters. If you looked in the mirror and you're like, you are fine. You are the specimen of 100% greatness. You walk different. You act different. And you think everyone loves you. That can go really unhealthy into another mental disorder. <laughs> but if we could just back it up to think good thoughts, it matters how you think. It determines a lot about you. Okay? Okay. Proverbs 29, 18. I'm going to ask somebody else to read it because my mouth's getting dry. Proverbs 29, 18. Sorry, sword drill. Who gets it first? Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Thank you. It's a team effort. All right, have a vision. Have a vision for your life. Without vision, you throw off restraint, which means everything that happens to you, it would matter to you. That made me feel like this, so I'm changing everything. What? 
That doesn't work with vision. Vision means my heart's determined, my life's determined, my steps are determined, I know where I'm going. Okay, that's how God's asked us to live. Know how to count the cost and move accordingly. Okay, live a determined life. Without a vision, you will throw off restraint. Okay, let me put it in a dating context. Let's just pretend that there is a nice single young man standing here and he walks into a room with a hundred single hotties. Okay, never happens. But let's just say, okay, if that guy has a vision for his life and he wants a godly, loving, strong, pure girl, and let's say those girls are none of that, is his interest at all there? Nope. He's got a vision for his life. I'm going to kind of go over here and talk to my guy friends and leave because I'm not interested. I'm not going to get thrown off. I won't be wavering. I got a vision for my life. Why? Because one encounter throws you off. Now I got to try to come back. I got to try to find my path again, but I got some baggage with me. The more times we get thrown off our track, the more baggage we bring with us and the harder it is to stand firm. Okay? Be determined. Get a vision. Okay? If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Is this true of you? If you can't see what God is doing in you in a moment, do you stumble all over the place? Or are you determined? Are you sure? Are you steadfast? Okay, when you attend to what God's revealing in you, you're the most blessed. Ruth was so blessed when she attended to what God gave her in Boaz's field that she became part of Jesus' genealogy. So blessed, out of a curse, into a blessing because of determination. Out of vision to say, I'll go where you go. Okay? Second thing, let love motivate your friendships. Sounds like a t-shirt, but I really mean it. I'm all about t-shirts. I miss my calling. I should have made t-shirts for a living. Okay, so let me qualify friendships here. We tend to think of friendships of those who are geographically close to us. That's what we think friendship is. Because you live in the same town as me, because you go to the same church, you're my friend. That's not friendship. That's geographically close to acquaintances, which are people who have something in common with you that you can be polite with. Is everybody good? Okay. Okay. You're all looking at me like, huh? I think our mom told us this. Yeah. Okay. So, people that are in a similar stage and age with you, 
could be your friends. But just because they live close to you doesn't mean that they're your besties. Okay? Besties need to have the first thing we talked about, the same determination. Those are your buddies. Those are the people you run with. Okay? Those are friendships. Okay? In LYA, we're going to build a culture that is about I will love you in every season. Let love rule you in your friendships. If you just have acquaintances and you haven't gone deep with anyone, let love start to rule you. Where you're like, I'm actually going to ask somebody how they're doing. I'm not going to care that I think that they're a nerd. I'm actually going to care about who they are. I'm going to go a little deeper than surface. I'm going to let love come into this culture. Okay? Let it rule you in this season and in every season. If you're feeling all the love or not, just know you're not alone. But if you let love rule you, it will pay off, I promise. I promise, because love comes from above. <laughs> oh, here comes another shirt. Okay, yep. Okay, so love <laughs> comes from him, but then is an atmosphere that we give away, okay? You can't have the love of Jesus and not give it away. That would just be stupid and not appropriate and not him. That would be self-serving. So let love rule you in every season. You will become attractive. That's not a dating technique. That is a friendship technique, which every great relationship is built on a great friendship. So we may be on to something. <laughs> All right. So geography doesn't matter. The friends that you have that lives far away could possibly be one of your best friends. If you get on the phone, do you guys call each other anymore? Oh, good. Good, because hearing your voice is just great. Okay, so you could possibly get on the phone with somebody who lives really far away and have the best connection with that person. Geography doesn't matter. The connection and the challenge and the consistency is what matters. Okay? All right. Also, I'm just going to, is this helpful? Okay, in friendship, don't be picky about time. Like, ugh. If somebody doesn't call you every week, they don't hate you. They're busy. They're busy. Okay? Please, get over it. If you call, be the person that is like right in. Like, how have you been? What have you been up to that you haven't called me? Don't throw that one in. <laughs> that's called passive aggressive. I've learned the hard way. <laughs> All right? Be available right then. They're calling for a reason. Okay? And if they haven't called, here is like a level 100 of Einstein. Call them. All this, all this, okay? The I love yous can't be just because you hang out. The I love yous need to be because I love you. I get you. 
I'm with you. Okay? All right. Loyalty and love does seasons of life together. Okay, they kind of coexist. You can't love someone and not be loyal to them. And it also works the other way. Okay, Ruth and Naomi, they had joy, loss, tragedy, and triumph together. They did all the seasons together, love and loyalty, okay? Redemption might be part of your friendships. There might be seasons you guys fight hard and then come back around. Let your friendships have seasons, let people be people. If they're grieving and they don't know how to be a good friend, it's okay. They'll come around. Just be consistent. Be there. Okay? If you're the one grieving and you have no idea how to relate to a human anymore because you're like, you don't have a sweet hot clue. Don't isolate yourself. Push. Have a vision that my life will have people in it even if this is the most painful thing I've ever done. I'm going to push through it. I'm going to choose to need people. Let love rule. Okay? All right. If you've been hurt by friends, lift your hand. Yeah, come on. Back row, let's come on. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. We all have. We all have. Now, if we were going expert level again, who's here hurt somebody? There you go. These, these are the prized pupils right here. We get the front row in heaven. Okay? We have all been hurt, and we have all hurt people. Okay? It has been said by geniuses, hurting people hurt people. We're all hurt at some level, and then we react out of either immaturity, pain, Frustration, it happens. Here's the best part of what we have, forgiveness. Forgiveness. Okay, I choose to let that one go. I always have to have a caveat here. If somebody is abusive or toxic, don't let it go. Okay? If you need to study that a little bit, please do inform yourself because there are endless holes of people that aren't actually being your friend, they're being a sieve, and you are just going to keep pouring out love and affection and it never be returned. If it's never returned, that is something that you need a boundary around. Okay? Friendships are two-way streets. If it's a one-way street, you're not in a friendship. Yeah. That's why I am 49 and I'm up here. I've learned a lot, and now you guys get to, too, okay? So, hurt, forgive. If you hurt somebody, ask them to forgive you and apologize first. Don't ask for forgiveness first. That's a little bit out of line. Maybe I should have started there. Say you're sorry. That would cover over so much crap, honestly, just right there to be super self-aware and go, I was super immature. I'm so sorry that I did that. 
I, but, 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 here's the reasons. Would you forgive me? I know that it might take a little while for us to rebuild this, but I choose to come in humble and come in low. Because that sounds Christ-like, so we should do that. All right? Another expert level. Forgive yourself. This one seems really hard for people. Like, it comes across as it's everybody else's fault, but there's something internal that happens when you guys don't reach perfection and the pinnacle of enjoyment and friendship that you then back away. And you're like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not lovable. There's something wrong. You express it with prickliness and... No, I don't need to go out. I don't need friends. I'm fine. You do need friends. You need to be loved, and you need to love others. So forgive yourself. It's okay if you're not striking every home run. Okay? That's called life. We're learning, growing, loving through it. That's why we need to do life together, so that we learn and grow. Okay, good. Everybody say, I'm going to forgive myself. And I'm going to forgive others. Okay, forgiveness is necessary for where we're going. Okay, your generation right now is like, God has set the stage for you guys to bring in the lost with ease. Okay? Why love needs to rule here is it's going to get messy. There's going to be some misunderstandings. There's going to be people that need to be discipled. And not everything's going to be sweet, clean, and easy. But if it's necessary that we forgive and we forgive ourselves, and we let love rule, okay? So that we can be a reflection of the love of God in this house, okay? Naomi had to let Ruth love her. I told you Naomi tried to push Ruth away out of her own misery, out of her own troubles, trying to rescue Ruth, pushing her away, okay? When <laughs> Matt and I first started dating, uh, I came with a little bit of baggage, like I told you. And I thought he was like Mr. Golden Boy. And I was like, mm, this isn't going to work. And I tried to push him away. Not because he did anything wrong. Because of my own insecurities. I was like, you really don't want to walk this road. Okay? Naomi was thinking the same thing. You don't want to be on this road of pain and suffering with me. Except Ruth did. No, where you go, I will go. It's love. It's loyalty. And it is in people. So we have to let them love us. And we have to let them be loyal to us. Okay? It's also in you. You were meant to love others. You were meant to be loyal to them. Through the good, the bad, and the ugly. So stay at it. Okay? Let... People love you. Work on giving and receiving. 
in that context, okay? Again, don't let it be a one-way street. Give and receive. If you have to make charts because you're not sure if you're good at, like, giving, make charts. Oh, I didn't ask one question tonight about anyone else. Check. That's a horrible state to be in because you're needy. And yeah, I said it. You're needy. Everything's about you. It's not. world's about to get hard. If it's about you, it's going to get hard. So build friendships where you have a back and forth, give and take relationship. It will train you for the best workplace, best marriage, best parenting, best being a son, daughter. Honestly, the back and forth is where it's at because that's love. Okay, so work at it. If you do not, if you're not good at this, tell someone. Tell someone. We suffer in silence. And you're like, all you really need is a good slap in the butt and being told what's wrong with you and you could have some skills. Tell someone I have no idea how to ask you how your day is, but I want to. Form the words. This is a community. Let love rule. Trust people. Trust people. Would you walk with me in trying to grow my social intelligence? It's not a slam. Some of us have no idea how to relate. Trust some people. Walk with them. What is something that I should ask? What should I talk about? Ask. Great skills. Okay, moving on. All right. This is where I want to challenge you guys. So I want you to write down fear, shame, insecurity, and pride. And I'm giving you homework because that's who I am. I told you I had friends that were teachers. They gave me homework all the time, so it's just in me now. It's a wound. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so the challenge is write down where those places are true in you in relationship. What is it that manifests right there? If it's pride, is it that you over-talk? You, like, oversell yourself? Or that is also the flip side. It could be insecurity. I overtalk because I'm like, I just want people to love me. Fear? Are you super anxious when you talk to people? Tell someone. Work on it. There are tons of skills that you can have if you're an anxious person to get into a smaller conversation that would really help. And there's Tons of people here without a hand showing that would totally understand you. Okay, so you are not alone in that. Okay, shame. Shame, again, is a cycle. We have an offense. We act out and we create more shame because we're feeling empty and need to fill it. 
Okay, so are there shame motives in your friendship? Like, I, I epically failed, so now all I do is scroll Instagram. And then I feel empty. So then I just scroll more Instagram, and I create this wild cycle that I never get out of. Okay, is there anything in there that is a root to shame in relationships? Because, guys, you are young enough to fix it all. Honestly, just hear this from 49 years of experience. You're young enough to fix it. You're wise enough. You have enough time. And you have enough people that love you to fix it. There's nothing that you've done so bad that it can't be redeemed. Okay? I want this to be a community at LYA, where we challenge each other to be the best. Not to strive. That's different. Where we challenge one another to be the best. And to do that, we have to deal with those things. Or you will hear everything through fear, anxiety, shame, and insecurity. Somebody challenging you is not to rear these things, it's to bring out your best. That's love. If I left Matt the way I found him, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My gosh, just kidding. Iron sharpening iron. Iron. I don't know where I'm from, iron. <laughs> I'm from Ireland. <laughs> I don't know what that was, anyway. If you leave people the way you found them, you're not being brave, loving, or loyal. You're in their life for a reason. Share yourself. Okay, for some of you, that's going to be heart work. I realize there are wounds that happen deep and early in life. They can happen like kindergarten age. Okay? There can be bullying, there can be name calling, there can be isolation, there can be favoritism from teachers, there can be you're in the hall because you're misunderstood. There's so many reasons why we withdraw. Please, please, please put them on the table and deal with them because you're missing the fullness of friendship and love. Okay, And you're worth loving. Okay, we want to be the best friends, we want to be the best students, we want to be the best sons and daughters, best workers that there can be, and it takes challenge to get there. So welcome it. In 1 Peter 4.8, it says, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love makes up for many of your faults. true of myself I love deeply but I also screw up deeply because <laughs> I'm pretty passionate okay but God teaches us how to love where we have an injury go back and fix that one okay okay I'll do that and most important of all show deep love okay it's not surface, it's deep. 
okay? I want this to be a place again where people come and they know without a shadow of a doubt they belong. They belong. Do you know how many people are looking for their purpose? Why am I here? Does anybody know me, see me? Am I valuable? They should feel it when they come in here. I belong. I don't know what it is. You're about to. It's an atmosphere of love where God can use it. And then he extends it into friendship and community. Right, so a couple more questions. Am I a good friend? Qualified by everything I've said. Is it a two-way street? Is it honest? Is it challenging? Is it deep? Is it sincere? Am I a good friend? All right, and here is where the enemy loves to kick us. How do I deal with myself when I perceive someone's better than me? Most friendships are taken out right here because it's jealousy in comparison. So if somebody's better looking, better talented, better at talking, better at anything than you, are they out of your books? Do you shut them down? You go elsewhere so that you're the big cheese? That's a heart issue. That's a heart issue. Comparison will rob you of probably the best people that you could have ever known. Because you're unwilling to deal with yourself. So how do I deal with myself when I perceive others are better than me? Here's a quick tip. If you walk into a room, so I'll just talk to girls for a second. Is that okay? Guys, you can turn it into, if you walk, if I walk into a room, I'll just personalize because it's easier. Then you can relate to me. If I walk into this room, all these girls are way more beautiful than me because I'm 49. Okay. But if I come in in immaturity and I'm trying to be the big cheese, I disregard everyone and I'm trying really hard in pride and arrogance to be better. And I have missed conversations. I've sidelined beautiful people because of their looks or their skills because I don't want to be perceived as less than. And the whole issue is mine. Nobody else is in this room. It's all mine. But I'm going to leave feeling like no one was friendly, nobody talked to me, and I don't like those people. Why? It was my problem. My problem. Okay? I cannot tell you how many times this happens in friendship. Somebody starts rising to the top and out the friendship goes. I want you to stay in the swamp with me. Really? 
that's where you want to do life. You just want to hover here in the dirt? Because we're called to be the best. Literally, the best at loving. The best at loving is to say, hey, why'd you get quiet when a room full of hot girls walked in? That's weird. Well, I feel ugly. I'm may maybe I'm insecure. Maybe I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I should go get some inner healing. Maybe I should deal with my own crap so that I'm not putting it on everybody else. Is this really helpful? Good, because it's really honest. I can't tell you how many times I watched this happen. Pretty girl walks in, gets ignored. Goes to the bathroom all alone, sits by herself, leaves. Why? Because none of the other pretty girls want to lose their chance with the cute boy. That's real. That's stupid. You have to spend eternity with that pretty girl. So get over it. <laughs> now. Please. I'm not a boy, so I don't know how this works in boyland. Like if a guy <laughs> shoots the basketball better, you're all like, I'm out. Or he benches 350 and you're like, he's a jerk. <laughs> like, I don't know how it works, but I'm telling you that's how it works with girls. Did you hear her sing? Well, she's a little pitchy. <laughs> Will you get up there? <laughs> Seriously, you should be the one cheering her on from the front row. Thank you. <laughs> that was all honest. You okay with honesty? It's too late, it's too late. <laughs> okay, third thing. Your decisions about people affect their destiny. This is why everything that I've said matters. It's not just a moment. It's not high school. It's not kindergarten. What you decide about people affects their destiny. The decision, decisions that you make with people affect their destiny. What Ruth did changed Naomi's future. By Naomi letting Ruth stay changed Ruth's future. Which here's a boop boop changed your future because Jesus came out of there. Okay, the decisions that you're making affect people's destiny. Love will help you make good decisions in friendship and in community that aren't just about you and about your comfort. So here's a good one. If you have a challenge with comparison and jealousy, tell someone how amazing they are when you don't feel it. Okay, it'll kill, kill the thing in you. Sorry, I was just going to say something weird. And like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> the whole night's over. It'll kill the enemy in you, but it'll produce hope in them. Okay, because we're all self-talking all the time. Let's turn it around. Let's talk to others like they need to hear it. Here's what I appreciate about you. You know when you did that thing, that was amazing. That made me feel so loved. You're great at that. 
I think we could all hear a little more of that, right? I could. <laughs> and I don't mean come and tell me all night how great I am. I just mean the world we live in, we could hear a little more hope than we do despair. Okay? So when you're feeling challenged, fight it. Be determined. I'm going to be this person. Even though I don't feel it right now, I want to run and hide because that girl makes me feel like I'm invisible. But I'm going to go tell her, man, your smile lights up a room. I just killed the thing inside of me and made her feel special. Gave her hope. Made myself grow. Might be one of your best friends one day, just saying. Okay? In the book of Ruth, verses 13 to 22, we see Ruth's decision as a huge benefit for Naomi. But the incredible destiny changer for their lives becomes from where David comes out of Ruth's lineage and then Jesus. Okay? So we can't lose sight of what happens when we speak and we choose determined lifestyles. Okay, do you think Naomi or Ruth saw that? Do you think when Ruth is saying, no, Naomi, I'm going to stay with you, that she thought that I'm going to birth David's lineage, and out of David's lineage is going to come Jesus, the Messiah, which I have no idea who he is because I'm from Moab. She didn't see any of it. Did Naomi? Nope. She's just grieving, happy that somebody stayed. Everybody's gone. They didn't see it. There will be moments in your life that change destiny out of your decisions, out of your steadfastness, out of your love, out of your friendship and loyalty. Do not underestimate your love and loyalty in people's lives. You might not see it yet. There may be a time down the road when you get the privilege to see it. But that takes longevity. That takes loyalty. And that takes love. So be determined. All right, I'm going to ask you this. Have you ever stopped and wondered, I wonder who's around me that's going to change the world? Have you ever? Like just, who is in this room that is going to upset the kingdom of God? Like just radically change this generation? And it not be you. Because hopefully it's going to be you, but hopefully you have thoughts beyond yourself. Again, I'm jabbing at that a bit tonight because I want to. So I will. What if the person sitting beside you is like going to change everything? You have no idea who you're sitting beside. What if you're part of their destiny? What if that picture that you saw of them 
receiving a crown actually means something? What if you never gave them that word because you were like upset that it wasn't about you? Oh, don't tell me you don't do that. I want that picture. I'm not giving it. All right. Who is sitting beside you? Who's sitting in this room? There's a lot of greatness in this room. There's a lot of greatness. And what if the greatness feels lonely right now? I won't ask you to raise your hand, but I guarantee you half this room feels lonely. That's why community and belonging mean something. Deep love means something. It pushes us into our destiny and it pushes us into greatness because somebody believes like Jesus does, but they have skin on and they're running with me. Somebody I can tangibly see and hear from. And that's your part to play. You're a Ruth in somebody's Naomi's story. Somebody's Naomi's story. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Linguistic police. Who's around you? If you're taking notes, I actually want you to write, who's around me? And then give me eyes to see them, Jesus. Because sometimes God just opened your eyes and I was like, oh, I never saw that before. What I would qualify as greatness, maybe Jesus doesn't. Maybe it's something else in somebody that's great. And I need new eyes. Maybe I rank everything on the world scale. I need to rank them on this. What if they carry around the fruit of the spirit and I didn't even notice because I thought they were meek and mild. But they're actually just full of the Holy Spirit and have cultivated a place of closeness with Jesus that they look like him. All right, who will those people be one day? Who will their kids be? Here's some mind-blowing things. Guys, if you guys do community well, your kids will grow up together. Be parents that your kids would champion other kids. They'll learn from you. Create a generation that champion other people. Okay, what if you were an access point of favors for somebody? That instead of jealousy, you actually connected them where they should be. You know who you need to meet? And I love them so much and I love their attention, but I know you need them. So I'm gonna bow out of my weekly visit and say, you need to meet with them for a time. What if there's somebody you have access to that they need or something? Okay, there is a quote, Frank DiMazio, who will be here like next week. He said that mountains are held by threads. And it's true. 
There are huge, huge things in your life that seem so finite. And they're little decisions, and they will change your whole world. What if believing in somebody, loving somebody, telling someone that they're amazing, cheering someone on was a mountain for somebody to climb? It's just a thread to you. It's just a moment. But for them, it was everything. You have that ability. Because destiny is part of how we're wired. We're meant to speak into existence stuff. We're created to be creative. Okay, our decisions internally about people and our talk that follows brings life or death and it either holds them back or propels them. Okay, big life key, your speech is never neutral. You're never neutral. What you say is life or death. There's no in-between. Okay, this was a huge one for me because I kind of grew up blurting. Whatever I thought, felt, I just said. And then I had to train myself because I'm like, oh, if it's life or death, I'm in big trouble. I'm producing a lot of death. Okay, I can't believe some of this and not all of it. You guys have the ability to be determined. So be determined in your speech. Are you helping someone get where they need to be or are you hindering them in your speech? And I mean to their face and behind their back. Let's qualify this. Because you all talk real nice to one another. But if somebody leaves the group, is it still safe? You still talking nice about them? Because it's life or death. It's real adult talk right now. We took the young out and just went right to adult. Okay, this is L.A. tonight. <laughs> okay, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. If you understand what's on your tongue, you will eat the fruit of it. It's either poison or it's nourishing. Okay, y'all ever been in a conversation or others have been in a conversation? Let me rephrase this. And you walk in and you're like, hmm, they were talking about me. You can just tell. You're like, hmm, it's great. Well, going to skedaddle over here. Okay, intuition works both ways on that. Those people do know that you know. So here's the thing. If you've ever been in that situation and it's here, I'm just saying, because it works both ways, you could just apologize. Right? Like we could pretend we passed our driver's license and we're allowed to vote. We're adults. That was inappropriate and immature and I shouldn't have done that. I was feeling jealous. I shouldn't have dishonored you. Oh, expert level. 
expert level love. That's safe. That's safe. That's bring in the lost and let them grow and expand and learn the kingdom from us. Okay, let's not teach them how to do destiny wrong. Let's not teach them how to poison each other. They already know how to do that. Let's teach them the better way. Let's teach them God's way. All right, so tonight I talked about deciding. So you guys can come. I want you to decide tonight to be the one who looks to be a safe place, a strong place, a safe place, a loving place, and a truthful place. And then I want you to actually look for people outside of your determination who need your strength. They need your love. They need your loyalty. They need your consistency. They need your determination. They need what's on your life. And then let them succeed. If they go past you, cheer. When you want to cry because you feel like you got forgotten, cheer. When you feel like you're overlooked, cheer. Be the loudest contender and champion of others. Okay? Be the one who decides to impress God over people. Because he's speaking good things over them. So get his mind and then use your voice. Get his mind and then use your voice. Fill in where the enemy's trying to rob and steal and kill because that's all he knows how to do. And he will work over time in a community to rip it apart and love not be the source, okay? So get his mind and then speak loud, okay? God over everyone. God's way, God's word, God's nature, God's character over anything, okay? Ruth decided your God will be my God and your people will be my people, Build your friendships on God. Let him be what you talk about. Let it roll out of you with ease. Find the friends that you can talk about God with because it's the most important part of you. So tonight, I just, I believe there's a redemptive plan working in your generation that where you guys have been tested to be the most anxious, where you've been tested to be the most lonely, secluded generation, that you guys are about to rise above it all and be the loudest generation there ever was for a place of belonging and acceptance and God's love being a force to be reckoned with. It's his redemption where the enemy has tried to steal and kill and destroy a generation and silence them. You guys are not playing. You guys are not the players. We're playing for the kingdom team. We're playing for the love on fire team. 
we're playing for the steadfast team. We're playing for the I've decided, I've got vision team. Amen? That's redemption. To know where the enemy's stealing and then contend. But it's on purpose, you guys. It's purposeful. So tonight, I actually just, I want to encourage you guys to stand. I know we're way over time. But I promise you, if you will cultivate this word in your life, you will eat the fruit of this for the rest of your life. I promise you. Because it's his word. It's his way. Okay? I want you to find at least one person that you want to pray with. And you don't even have to know them. You could just have a longing in your heart. Like, I've always wanted to pray with this person because I see how they worship. You are not committed just to pray with the person beside you. Find someone that you can agree with and contend for this. Just say, yeah, that's me. I want to be the person that remains steadfast. I want to decide, and I want to love big. And I'm going to go after the stuff inside me. You don't have to tell that person everything about you. Just be in agreement about I'm changing. I want, I want accountability. I'm going to find it. I'm going to be more godly in this. This is going to be a place where Jesus' love just rules, where there's so much belonging, where there's redemption, okay? So I just, I actually just want you guys to take like five minutes to do this, but just pray for one another. Thanks for listening to the Lake Mount Young Adults Podcast. For more information, please visit us at lakemount.ca or follow us on Instagram at lakemountya. Have an amazing week and we hope to see you soon.